0: irreverent, entertaining, cool,
1: you're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on L.A. Talk Radio.
0: Hey, Rifters, Keith and Allen here. Before we start the show, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Yeah, man. The LGF Museum of Natural History is a nonprofit, 300,000 square foot upcoming new museum in the Phoenix, Arizona. Larry Gene Fleeman will have worldwide natural history coupled with cutting edge technology that will appeal to all senses. That's right, Alan. They strive to educate children of all ages. Another interesting fact is LGF's founder, Mike Fleeman, is is decating this museum to his late father, Larry Jean Fleeman, for his inspirations and his motivations that were able to start collecting artifacts of natural history. With your support, LGF Museum of Natural History, home for Larry,
1: their stigma lock. Spinfer as 67 million euro
0: herbivore from the Cretaceous period. That is pretty cool. It is pretty cool, Alan. So follow them on Facebook at LGF Foundation and visit them at www.lgffoundation.org. I just put ten bucks in. Excellent, Alan, and you, Rifters, can too. Let's build a museum of the future today by visiting and donating to www lgffoundation.org Now back to the show. Excellent. How's it going, guys? How's it going? That was a pretty good recording we did. Uh the, we just did the Sheena show. You know that was a blast, you know. We just came off uh with our neighbor
1: Sheena Metal and uh it was a it was a blast and uh, you know Sheena was with uh Howard Stern for quite some time and uh and at the uh, laugh factory. Yeah. So uh, she's a real pro. I I had a fantastic time over there.
0: Oh, it was fun. I didn't I didn't know she gave us some great advice about radio uh podcasting and all that stuff. And uh basically she said move closer to the studio. You know, it's funny. Uh she's so sweet.
1: Uh she lives was it 4 blocks?
0: Yeah, I think that's what she said,
1: 4 blocks. 4 box. blocks from LA Radio and she loves it. Uh, god, man. Yeah, that's you know, we drive a uh, little ways. You come in from uh OC o. C. and I I'm coming out of beautiful downtown Inglewood which is by the Los Angeles Airport. But For. we get here, don't we, man?
0: We do. We yeah. do. Um tonight uh, we have a very special guest. Uh, he's calling in. Uh but uh, we have Dan Cummings. Dan on, Cummings, yes. Uh, yeah, on the show. And uh he's the funny. He, you know, he's one of my favorite comedians. I oh mean, yeah. yeah, I, I love, love him I love so much. ITunes. He's actually doing Irvine at the end of uh, August, and I submitted uh, to the Improv to see if I could open up for him. That'd be great. Yeah, that'll be awesome if I get the job. Yeah. You know, sure. but we'll see because they don't respond to my emails. Well, Sheena we, said you got to move to LA. You have to move <laughs> if you move to LA. But I live respond like, to your emails. Yeah, but I live like five miles from the Improv. <laughs>
1: Do they respond to your
0: email? No, not oh, at all. Fine. So it's it's amazing how like that <laughs> advice kind of flips. <laughs> but uh for those who don't don't know, uh, Dan Cummins is uh he was the host of the Playborn morning show. I don't know why it says was. I thought that show was still going on. We can ask him. Yeah, but uh uh, he was on. He did a Comedy Central Presents. He was on wow. Conan. Conan. Uh, he's perform- performing this weekend at Hyenas Comedy Club at Fort Worth, Texas, Thursday through Sunday. You're from Texas? Yes, I am. Not yeah. Fort, not necessarily. Well, I'm from Fort.
1: I'm I'm from Houston, yeah. which is a little bit different. But uh, Fort Worth is a very nice city. I love Texas. Yeah. And uh, I, I I think it's amazing that uh, uh, he'll be performing there because, um, you know, he's from Idaho. Yeah. And I think it's 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 kind of a cool thing being from Idaho going up in a small town of 400 people and going to Fort Worth which to perform is not at a, a much larger venue than, well you, but it's still it's like country. Yeah. To me Idaho is country and we can ask him. We can. When he comes on.
0: Well, yeah, he's uh calling in. Uh but I think that Hyenas Comedy Club is a great name for a comedy club. Hyenas like to laugh. Yeah. I he think mentioned. that's very. Uh, I think that's a. Anyways, I think that's a good name. Um, he also is the host of a podcast that just came out, maybe four or five months ago, called "Time Suck" with Dan Cummins. And it's actually I listened to. We it, both listened to it on. We the listened earlier. to the JFK one. And that, was that was cool. Very interesting. I'm into
1: conspiracies, and you know, my major is history. I actually, you know, I have a degree in history. Yeah. I, I was. We were like. We were like. We were like in school. We were in the car we were like in school and stuff we we're going yeah this is like history man yeah was that cool or what
0: wait in, in the well, yeah we because because we were, we were saying podcast. that the podcast was more about is it, it was more like teaching
1: yeah we thought yeah. that was
0: cool i thought it was very cool so while we're waiting for dan to call uh because he couldn't come to the studio because he is performing uh in texas so he's probably in texas right now right in the green room no not quite. thursday this is Tuesday. Ah. Uh-huh. But, um, what was I going to say? He's going to be calling in. Oh, yeah, he's going to be calling in. And, uh, he's calling in right now. Hello, Dan? Hello, Dan?
2: Hey,
0: how's it going, Keith? Yeah, hey, Dan, how's it going, pal?
2: Good man, thanks
0: for uh, having me on. Thanks for oh, doing thank it. Thank you, oh, Dan. This is Alan Lee, the trusty sidekick of the show. We, I try to be trusty. Hello, Alan. Glad to meet you, Dan. So, so Dan, oh, where?
2: Nice to
0: meet you, <laughs> Dan. Where are you right now? Are you in Texas or? No, I'm. Uh, I'll
2: be in Texas this weekend, but I'm. Uh, I'm at home in Idaho right now.
0: Idaho. Here we right, go. Yeah. Alan had a very interesting thing about Idaho and Texas. Why don't you tell Dan? Well, I was just saying that you know he grew.
1: Okay. Up, D- Dan grew up in Idaho, so he would have a an appreciation of, you know, of, like, the country, the small town, the, you know, the the idea of a small town, how people treat each other in a small town. Right. But then there's probably a dark side to that, too, because, you know, like, maybe people don't always treat each other really nice in a small town, but I don't know where I'm going with this, stand, but I was making some connection between Idaho and Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely, like, um, you know, where I live now is a,
2: a decent-sized place of uh, – I don't know. I think 150,000 is, is like oh, a lane little me. area here. So it's not like, but well, where I grew up is tiny. Yeah. And, yeah, um, right. yeah, like, like four or 500 people. Yeah, that's and, what I was referring to. And in a little town like that, there's definitely like a, uh, the, the nice part is that everybody, everybody's kind of friendly because of the social pressure to be friendly, usually. <laughs> where it's like, you know, like in LA, which i where I lived for a long time, like, yeah. You, know, you can flip somebody off on the freeway <laughs> and, and I used to all the time in, in road rage moments and you're never gonna see that person again. Like yeah. it's astronomical odds uh, against seeing that person again. Yes. Yeah. yes. And so so you can kinda do it like somewhat risk free for the most part. You know, they're probably not gonna okay. track you down, all that kind of stuff. But in a small <laughs> town where you, you literally either know everybody or know the same people sure, that everybody else sure. knows, you know, and, and you see it other same people every day. You know, you flip somebody off. You know. By the time you get to where you're going,
0: everybody the knows the person. About it. You know, they
2: yeah, that everybody knows. They're going to be like, what, "What was that about? Yeah, like, what were true. you doing there?" Like, you're going to have to face the consequences. It's, so, I, I think that kind of pressure, you know, you know keeps <laughs> people being a little bit more polite. They're they're just privately as bad as anybody else.
1: Sort of like a bad episode of Twin Peaks if you do that too much.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, Dan. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh no, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, I don't even know where I was going with it. It's like uh, little stuff. It, 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 I, I would not want to live in a town like that small again, no, because, you know, also, I mean, like dating and those kind of things, trying to meet somebody, you have very, very, very few social options. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. The, the thing about a small town that would suck is like, because you do stand-up, everyone would know, like, everyone knows you, you know what I mean? Do, do people like say, oh, tell me a joke all the time to you? And you're like, ugh. Like, does it irritate you? Yeah, you, you know, I,
2: I actually less now. I it's funny. Like, um, when I go back home, yeah, everybody there knows that I do this. But uh, yeah, for some reason, it's yeah, it's funny. I, I never get that there. I get that when I meet people just in life. Like, I I try not to tell people I'm a comic because yeah, yeah as you guys know, both you know, I've done you know stand yeah, up. Sure. Then you inevitably get the like, "Well, to say something funny or tell me a joke." And. uh, ah, uh, I hate that so much now, yeah. it's like i it, things always get so uncomfortable uh usually after that where I'm just because I, I will not do that. It's like, no, yeah. no, that's not how it works and then and then they just think I'm a jerk, but in my uh in my hometown. Yeah, no, they, they just uh, kind of leave me alone about it, actually.
0: Oh, that's cool, because, like, in L.A., you could, like, kind of disguise yourself. Or you could be like, oh, I, I don't do comedy. And they'd be like, oh, okay, but, like, if everyone knows you, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, small.
2: Right, yeah. In, in L.A., I, w- I worked in production for a little while, and I would just tell people I was a producer. Just because everybody's a producer in L.A., it's, you know? And, and so... They would maybe ask what show I worked on or something like that, and the, yeah. the conversation would quickly go away. But there was no pressure to like be funny or ask yeah. questions about how it works.
0: That's so weird that uh, when you say like you're a producer and stuff, people like act like they're interested for like 20 seconds, and then they'll be like, "Oh, okay, here in LA, like you know it. what I mean?" Yep. But if it's yeah. like a,
1: it's kind of
2: a, it's kind of a vague title, you know, yep. like not many people even know what it means. I mean, a lot of people in the industry have a hard time even defining like what a producer is.
1: Yeah, well, it's Something <laughs> so to, to do like with it's, money
2: it's just kind of vague enough where people don't really know yeah. what to kind of follow up, you know, with it, as opposed to stand-up where everybody thinks, you know, they're hilarious. Yeah. Or that they, you know, know somebody who's hilarious. That's my favorite, is when you tell somebody uh, you're a comic, and they're like, oh, yeah, no, no, my uh, my cousin's a comic, too. He, um, he, does, he did an open mic a couple years ago in, you know, uh, Kalamazoo.
0: Yeah. It's
2: like, oh, no, that's that's not the same as what I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. you You actually, you actually do, like, comedy, the cousin does uh, workshop comedy or something, you know? Like, I get that.
2: Well, and then they they get weird. Like, it's like there's no good place for it to go unless you're one of the top five touring comics in the world. Because then, if you tell them that you do it for a living, (laughs) then it goes to this weird place of, like, why haven't they heard of you?
0: Yeah. And
2: what other job do you have? As if it's, like, this weird... (laughs) But <laughs> it's like, you know, it ho- has to be a side hobby unless you're absolutely famous. Like, yeah. And what's funny is those people, like, I'll tell them about people like uh, Brian
0: Regan. Yeah. And they're just like, I love ah, Brian Regan.
2: I, I haven't heard of him.
0: Yeah, that's so surprising because Brian Regan, he's like the funniest guy and he's clean, you know?
2: Yeah, and, and he has a weird career where I'm so you know, I think he has one of like, the best kind of careers, but he has that weird career where he can do a, you know, sell 2,000 tickets. Uh, in, in one market or one you know, town, whatever, at a theater. But the day of his show, he can go downtown to that same city, go into a coffee shop, and no one will know who he is.
0: Yeah, kind of like, like he has this Peters. weird like he has a
2: cult oh. following, but
1: nobody else knows who yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, I I know I know uh, I know who you are because you're one of my favorite comics. I uh, saw you on Conan about. Uh, nine years ago i'm i'm actually good f- <laughs>
2: yeah, a while, yeah
0: no because uh you were on the one where uh, where norm mcdonald was on it and i'm actually good friends. oh yeah yeah and i'm good friends with norm and i just i fell in love with your greeting card jokes and i just i was like oh my god that was just it was so smart you know what i mean because i i, oh, that's nice, I think that too and then like you know your jokes they're so beautiful like i when i write jokes i write jokes but like i have a hard time performing them but it just seems like you write them and perform them at the same time does that make sense like it's it's very
2: yeah you know i think i've I've been doing it longer i think you know early on it was more from the head it was more like definite constructed jokes where you where you could see the construction in the joke yeah and i and i feel like the longer i've done it now it's kind of gone more to stories but within my stories Mm -hmm. especially the last couple albums it's um I, I it took me a long time to figure it out, but now I can I can write how I talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Voice and and I, like I do a podcast now that's finally kind of starting to take off. Like
0: we were part listening part it, to, to like, it the the time suck. We were listening to yeah, the JFK yeah. episodes. Oh,
1: are you referring to no, the which, history uh, one? Which, which episode? The,
0: the J time, the, JFK the JFK assassination one. Oh
2: yeah, the big two parter one. Yeah. Well, yeah, You know, and those just to talk, speaking of like um, writing how you talk. I think uh, people are always surprised when I tell them that, like, I write those out. Like, I just I just write a script for that podcast every week.
0: Really? But it
2: comes. Ac- but it comes across conversational because I can think about how I say things. Like, I don't know, it's the same now. Like, I, I can write how I would say things on stage.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I I had a feeling that there was a lot of writing to do because, like, you you tell, like, I was telling Alan, I was like, the fascinating thing about that podcast is you tell every single little fact and then you'll you'll be like then you'll be like and then mike fuck your mother said this you know what i mean i was like what the?
1: you drop a bomb right in there yeah. right in the middle of the history like you know the world war uh, one i was just cracking
0: was like, up because i thought that was just great. so funny
1: it's great that's a great teaching it's almost like he's teaching history yeah
2: oh thank you know it's 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 been fun that way where um you know, I'm just making an effort to make the... I mean, they're inherently interesting topics. Great topics. But I feel like a lot of times, like, academic types can take something inherently interesting and actually make it pretty boring. Yeah, easily. And um, and so I'm really, like, uh, trying to work on that formula of, you know, making making people excited to learn something new. Like, and it seems to be working. Like, it's really been growing lately, and the feedback's been good, and, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's like... Uh, it's, oh. it's a lot of the things I like about stand-up... You know working on new material essentially but i can be a lot more factual and and take longer breaks between the funny which you can't do obviously on a stand-up stage
0: yeah Yeah, exactly that's true i didn't i never even thought thought about that because if you think about if you have a podcast like you know this is like the 20th episode of this podcast but if you think about it if it's an hour long and just if your material that's like i don't know 20 minutes do 3 of them that's another hour and if you memorize that maybe you know you could have 3 hours of jokes so i never that was very interesting i never thought about that on a podcast
2: like, yeah you know i i have a new hour of regular stand up right now that i'm trying to figure out when to record and what to do with it and i think when i'm done with it i'm going to go back through all these scripts and try and kind of like do it in a different way this time and build like uh a different kind of stand up hour where it's a lot of historical facts mm-hmm. And things that I find not only interesting but really funny, like yeah. to be able to riff off of them, and just kind of, kind of like a one man show, I guess, but a, but a lot more stand up y You know, still the same stand up rhythm, just a lot of facts you know thrown into
0: it. That's fantastic. Yeah, because no one's no one's done that, it's especially great. with history. I think it's great. And uh, yeah, I think
2: it'd be fun. I, I just I, I truly have always liked learning about things, and I, you know, I've always liked comedy too. So it's just, I feel like it's a good blend of what i was kind of you know that was my procrastination before when i was working on stand-up was just reading about weird stuff yeah. or you know spending way too much time learning about something random
0: and what? then
2: going back to work on stand-up and now now i'm doing both
0: when you when you said that uh you you do more storytelling now do you still because you used to name your jokes when you, you were doing a joke you'd be like okay oh, right right you'd be like okay this joke is named you know greeting cards or compulsive liars, something like that do you sure sure do you still name your jokes
2: no i haven't done that since the second album only because i I did it a lot on that and then it just felt uh i started doing it for the next album and it just felt really contrived which i'm probably bad that way business-wise about comedy where you know some guys have made a career out of a gimmick you know i mean look at I mean, you know, Gallagher had a lot of good, good content, but would he become as famous without the water, the fruit smashing? Like yeah, that became yeah, his true. trademark and what yeah. people remember him by. And I just felt like um, <laughs> the naming thing—it didn't feel genuine anymore. Mm-hmm. I like I felt like I did it for a while; it was fun. But then now, I was just doing it because I felt like I was, it was supposed to be my thing. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, I just kind of stopped. It just, I just, I just wasn't wasn't feeling it
0: anymore. Oh, it was so funny though, because like.
2: Oh, thanks, man. I, I had fun doing it. Like, I'm glad I was able to do it on a couple of wow. That was a
0: great yeah, idea. Yeah, because I I see comics sometimes. Like, they'll do like, okay, well, that joke was named something. But the thing that was special about you was you did it after every single joke. <laughs> it <was so laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, It was kind of right. just birthing yeah, it
0: children. Yeah, and I was just like, oh like it was like, oh my god, like now we. Because if you think about it, then you could be like, oh, remember Danny was talking about green cards. He named that joke green card. And then you'd remember, you know. So I thought that that I think that's actually a very smart way to get the audience uh, yeah. to memorize, to remember. Right. Right. The yeah.
2: Story. Yeah. No, I mean, again, I probably probably should have stayed with it, but 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 now I'm just having a lot of fun doing the stories and stuff too. Just uh, I don't know. I I always liked uh, like the artists I like, kind of the music always kind of evolved. like a I don't know, like a Radiohead or something. Yeah. Where. You know, their their sound changes as they kind of change as people. And I always wanted to kind of be able to do that with comedy. And again, I don't know if it's the best business plan. <laughs> yeah. But I do uh yeah, still make a living at it and uh and I and I do do enjoy
1: it. Well it beats writing it on your palm of your hand as I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I totally understand how like you don't want to be like known for that like Type thing because yeah. I I have um, I have Asperger's syndrome so like a lot of my yeah. standup comedy is you know I talk about autism and stuff and I don't right. want I don't want to be known as the autistic comedian I want to be known as the comedian who just happens to have autism you know what right, I mean right
2: Yeah yeah it's, yeah it's a big it's a big difference and and, and I feel like you know um, that's a thing where you'll probably just have to play around with you know you have maybe an obligatory joke or two referencing it but you can change those jokes up. Yeah. And then, you know, you know, once you've been doing it a while and you're a, a ways into it, you probably, you know, and then it could be a choice, like, where you can reference it or not reference it. Yeah. You, you, I always think about, like, Ellen DeGeneres that way, where it's like, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, you know, you, you knew, well, I guess she came out, you know, a little bit later, but, you know, she was lesbian, but she didn't really, her stand-up comedy wasn't lesbian. It was like, yeah, she can reference it, but it's not just that. She's a human being who happens to also be lesbian.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it was I, weird because her. I feel comedy... like a lot of comics
2: fall into that weird trap of like, like yes, you have this ethnicity or you have this sexual persuasion or whatever, and that's fine. It's part of your life, but it's not all your. It's not your whole life. Yes. Oh, you yes. know, you can talk about a variety of things. That can just be one of them.
1: Like, you, know, it helps you because, It's like uh, with you.
2: I'm sure it's like, you know, you have Asperger's, but it's not like that's your, you know, you're much more than that. That's yeah. one component of your life.
0: Well, basically, like with my comedy is I, I let the audience know automatically I'm autistic so they could get into my brain on how my jokes work. You know what I mean? And it, Yeah, yeah. That's how I do it. And another thing that I really like about you is you're kind of like a, you're a daredevil comedian, you know? You talk about stuff that's, really unique and you know like bears and like you take a joke and you i feel like you could just go on and on with it and i just think that that's i find that really remarkable because i can't write about different subjects like that and same. and I oh, could, okay i could tell on your podcast on time suck you know you, like you take that subject and you just roll the jokes out you know i just think that's so fascinating
2: oh thanks yeah no i've <laughs> i've been trying that especially on this last uh kind of version of material, that stuff I'm doing live now where, I don't know, there were certain subjects I wanted to talk about before, but really couldn't figure out how to do it in a way that didn't just gratuitously offend people, but it was uh, something I still wanted to talk about, and now I kind of like this certain bits where I ease them in, you know, to uh, a subject, you know, like about religion or something. And then by the time it's gotten to a preposterously irreverent place,
1: yeah. like That's they're, a, al,
2: yeah. they're already laughing. So it's like I kind of like sucker them in <laughs> to a place where they wouldn't go if I started off in that place, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's kind of like a fun little challenge.
1: I can't help but say that it sounds like a comic book hero. Dan Cummings, the daredevil of comedy. You see that, you see that <laughs> on a comic book.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's only a comic book character.
0: That'd be, a, that'd be a good comic book. I'd read it. Yeah. I'd read it. Would you? Will you draw I'd it for have, I'd have to
2: have some power, though, or something like yeah, that. I'd that have yeah. To have, like, yeah, there you go. Here's a power. Like I, I could, Here we go. My words could, you know, literally infect your mind <laughs> there you and, like, go. There you go. <laughs> destroy your brain or something.
0: I like yeah. that. I like that. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> Like, you could have someone uh, tell them to quit their job without quitting their job. You know what I mean? Oh. And you're like, Man. right,
1: right. And, change lives and they
0: before. show up and they're like, oh, you quit yesterday. And they're like, I did. That Damn. would changed lives.
1: That's change lives a <laughs> big time.
0: Yeah. I think that'd be the best superpower, especially if you do it to people you don't like. Now we're getting the evil Dan, the Daredevil. We're just. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's I mean, like I'm giving you ideas for the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> uh you're you're doing a hyenas comedy club this weekend and i was telling alan lee that that mm-hmm. that's an excellent name for a comedy club i think so
2: yeah yeah it's so random i guess you know but i but, well i guess random is not because the hyenas are what known for
0: <laughs> laughing for, yeah. for laughing yeah so i don't know I, I thought that was very <laughs> unique for, I,
1: th- I thought it was good
0: like It's better than an improv because then you're like, oh, hyenas. You're like, oh, it's an animal. And that, that is where, where is that, Dan? It's in Fort Worth?
2: You know, there's, um, there's three of them. But, yeah, three hyenas. There's one in Dallas uh, proper um, <laughs> oh, and then nice. one in Fort Worth and then one in Plano, which is like a suburb. So oh. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that I played all three this last year because they're all within 30 miles of each other.
0: Wow. that That's pretty cool, yeah. though. Cause then, like yeah they're fun I
2: like, I like the guy that runs them and they're they're like three night engagements, which is nice. It's like a Thursday, Friday Saturday, you, know, you do nice. five shows and then you get out of there
0: yeah. and
2: uh usually not a lot of uh morning media, so you don't have to get up crazy early on the friday and yeah it's it's uh it's easy.
0: Yeah.
2: usually good good crowds
0: um. I'm sure you get the, this question a lot, but this is just in my note, notes here. Uh, it says you were the host of the Playboy Morning Show. I thought that show was still going on.
2: No, they rerun it all the time, but they um, no, they they ended it. Uh, yeah, I had like a two-year <laughs> two-year contract ended last year with Playboy. Where it used to be a radio show. Uh-huh. Uh, it was on X, Sirius XM, and then before I took the job, it, it went to just their their TV platform, right. which they had like a you know like a premium. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I Boy, guess that it would be sounds like that. Like, not not oh. crazy hardcore, but uh, but nudity. Boy, that and, sounds like that would be fun.
1: Yeah, that would yeah, be a great job. It
2: was it, it was it was a pretty crazy job. It was just like I hosted it four days a week. Um, I think it, it was from nine to ten in the morning, Monday to Thursday. Me and a, a co-host, Andrew Lowell, and then we would interview you know actors, reality TV stars, musicians, comics. Yeah. Usually have two guests a show, and usually have four Playboy models a show and it was just like this crazy almost like a european crazy variety show
0: oh yeah nice and how how is it like writing for a show like that like because i write for a podcast and i have to submit jokes into the podcast and they never get picked up so i'm wondering like oh that's
2: correct <laughs> <laughs> um I, I didn't even know that was a thing where people are taking uh submissions for podcast jokes. Like, yeah man everything everything's evolving um <laughs> yeah. You know, we had, uh, we had a, a dedicated writer and then me and the, as a the host and then another producer, the three of us would actually sometimes three or four of us would build the show out each day. And usually just like an outline, maybe a couple hard jokes, but mostly an outline. And, and it was like, I just knew what, knew what kind of segments I had to get to, but I would just wing it, which was crazy because it was a live show. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah you just come up with like concepts for that you don't have to like really write out we didn't have a teleprompter or anything so you don't really write out you know each and everything yeah it's just kind of arranging an outline essentially
0: but you still get credit as a writer on that though right because yeah you do like technically
2: you get like this writer's credit stuff it's so weird like the business that way it's like there's some shows that i've written scripts for that i didn't get credited as a writer and that's another thing i don't know but, uh, but, that yeah, that, that really actually wasn't that much writing. Uh-huh. I, I did more writing for reality television than I did for Playboy.
0: Oh, really? What, what's it like writing for reality television? Like, I, th- I always thought reality television was, like, in-the-moment type stuff. It used yeah. to be.
2: Uh, and maybe some shows occasionally still are. But, it, you know, it always comes back down to money on that stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, years ago with the early reality shows like uh, The Real World and... Um, uh, I think, like the o c and stuff you know they would just send a small production crew, a couple camera guys in a house with you know whatever people they were filming, and they would just leave them there for for months. you know they would just yeah. have different shifts and people would work around the clock and just film and film and film, but then you got to edit all that footage you got to go back and try and figure out like what happened when make your notes, you know I'm sure as it happens, and then construct these kind of episodes out of hundreds of hours of footage. Basically that's like that's really expensive to do it that way.
1: Oh and they and they figured
2: out it was cheaper to hire some writers and have them sit in a room in LA for three or four weeks together and just kind of come up with either outlines for all the activity that people are gonna do in an episode.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Or sometimes or sometimes you write the actual bites they do when they're speaking straight to camera and then and then sometimes you actually kind of give, give them suggested dialogue to help them kind of get the scenes going. Yeah. But it's all that way that way that way they can um, shoot those episodes in two days because they actually know where to go for each scene instead of yeah, yeah. hanging out with them for months.
0: Wow, that's that's very that makes sense though if you think about it because. I don't. I don't believe it's that all, people actually fall in beers. love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, we have some Twitter questions, but before we do, we uh, we gotta give a shout out for our sponsors. Um, sure. Uh, hey, Rifters, don't forget to give the LGF Museum of Natural History some love. If you can log on to the Facebook and like their page at thefacebookcom Foundation, or visit their website at www lgffoundation.org and together, if you donate, we could build a museum of the future today. Alright, uh, so Dan, we've got some Twitter questions, uh, if you don't mind. Oh, cool. Do you like Twitter questions? Oh, let's do them. Yeah, let's do them. Uh, the thing that I don't like about Twitter, and this has nothing to do with the questions, is I never know if they're actually real people. You know what I mean? Oh, right, right,
2: right. Reflect. Well, I guess if it's a question, it wouldn't just be some bots.
1: Yeah, right? I mean, uh,
2: yeah, Do bots, bots actually kind of form questions and stuff now.
0: Sometimes they can, but I, I mean, because oh, like wow. I, I'd click on the question and like that'd be the only thing they tweeted for the past six months, and you're like, oh, that's weird. That's interesting,
1: I you know? know right, right.
0: But yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't trust people on Twitter nowadays. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> okay, but um,
2: okay, okay, I'm ready.
0: All right, so uh, this is from Mister No. Nody007. Uh, okay. See, and that's another thing. These Twitter names are so...
1: Anyways. They're very creative on those handles. Yeah. I don't know what to call... I call myself Dr. Heckle. Really? Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty original.
0: I'm just Keith Reza. <laughs> no, I like
1: Dr. Heckle. Like I'm a heckler.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mr. Nody007. Uh, Dan, does the comp... Does the compulsive liar Rick ever contact you with more lies?
2: <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, that guy, I never, uh, I'm sure he doesn't know I do like stand-up. I met that guy uh, back in college before I ever started doing stand-up. And, and actually, I, I, <laughs> I call him Rick in the bit because I didn't think people would believe at the time what he introduced himself to me as. He actually referred to himself as Wolf. Really? Um, he. Really? yeah he was this guy who would always wear a wolf like stoke screen t-shirt he had like all these different wolf shirts and he was always at the same bar called the Bulldog Tavern in Spokane, Washington and he was the guy who would introduce himself as um, he's like hey man uh, people call me wolf and immediately I would think I'm like no you call you wolf and then you tell other people to call you wolf as well
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's actually funny though because uh, uh, Fred Wolf probably does that do you know Fred Wolf?
2: I I don't know Fred Wolf. I know that name.
0: Oh, uh, he he used to he, he used to be one of the head writers on SNL, and he he oh, okay. he, he introduces himself as a Wolf all the time. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't. so maybe That's maybe you were talking to Fred Wolf. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> this guy didn't come across
2: like a writer. I doubt it. He came, he came across. This is a maniac.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but no compulsive liars. I I, I agree with you. They they uh they always like to they they lie about everything and they tell more lies because they're scared of the truth and i think like
2: yeah it's a fascinating personality it really is yeah
0: and like if you think about it i
2: remember (laughs) i'm sorry go ahead
0: i was gonna say if you think about it that's actually like the beauty of your comedy too because like that's something that i feel everyone can relate to and then i don't think everyone can relate to like the the darker twists of the lies you know what i mean (laughs)
2: <laughs> right, 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 yeah, it's fun to take something, that's my favorite stuff, it is fun to take something that people relate to the basic premise of, but then take it to a place they never expected kind of, yeah, you know, no going problem. to, like, <laughs> take it really far out there, but yeah, that man, that liar, I remember I worked with a lady, uh, right after college, and she was a cook at this treatment center I was working at, and she, uh, like, no matter what job you brought up, she just, like, felt compelled to say that she had done that, and she would throw, like, a year with it, like, oh, yeah, no, I used to uh, work at a, a school for four years, so, yeah, no, I drove trucks, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I drove a uh, big rigs for uh, six years, oh, no, no, no yeah, no, I, I actually did a little accounting, did accounting for three years, and it was such a weird thing, like, we actually, before I left that job, we started, like, a log, we would write how many years down on this piece of paper that she had done each job, wow. <laughs> and we, like... We figured yes. out that she was at least, if she was able to do these things, like 140 years old. Like, wow. it was just so ridiculous. Wow. tell and, and I always thought, like, how, how does she not understand that if you, if you just keep saying those things, pretty soon people are going to figure out that the math doesn't work out.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: it's
2: crazy.
0: Uh compulsive liars, though, <laughs> man. <laughs>
2: Natural storytellers. Yeah.
0: That's one of the great things about uh, having uh, autism is, like, it's really hard for me to lie. You know what I mean? so like oh
2: okay I so, didn't even think of that angle yeah
0: yeah so like whenever like someone like cause sometimes I'll like miss say stuff and then they'll like try yeah. to backfire it right on. I was like oh no I actually said the exact same thing I just said it in a different word you know what I mean but like yeah 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 compulsive liars will be like oh no I never I never slept with Mark and then there's a mm-hmm. photo of her sleeping with Mark
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, <honestly. laughs> okay uh, so uh Twitter question number two this is actually a Facebook question. Uh Heidi Burns wants okay. to, Heidi Burns wants to know, uh Dan, what special do you feel you had more artistic freedom in? Crazy with a capital F or Don't Wake the Bear?
2: Oh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, actually Don't Wake the Bear because um that one uh yeah, there was no consideration for network with that one. Like there were considerations for crazy with a capital F or you don't want things beeped out for Comedy Central or whatever. But with the Amazon Prime thing, you know, it's like there's no censorship.
0: Oh, that's cool.
2: So no commercial breaks. So I definitely was um, cognizant of not having bits be too long with crazy with a capital S. Like you don't want like an eight-minute oh. bit. Yeah. But I, th- but I think I don't like the bear. I have a bit or two that are like 12, 13 minutes long each. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I think I think with that one for sure.
0: Oh, that, that's actually very interesting because I didn't think about when you do a special about the commercials and stuff because you're so used to seeing them on Comedy Central, but you forget about the commercials. We get that time elements. Uh, yeah, and factor, yeah, and
2: it's not usually like that anymore. That was just kind of like the end of an era, you know. It's like even I feel like the Comedy Central ones now they can run late with less commercials, or they can you know push you know push people online to watch it you know commercial free. Yeah. And and other than other than them, all the rest are networks that don't even have commercials, either Netflix or, or HBO or yeah. Amazon or something. So you know, it's, it's it is better artistically now, where you don't have to think about that stuff.
0: They they should give you. Uh, I I know one of your specials made Netflix, but they should give you like a, another Netflix special. You
2: know, I'm I'm working on it. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, I mean, I'm really hoping that that this podcast, which is you know started off like january a couple thousand subscribers and now it's over like a hundred thousand subscribers i'm really hoping i can build that number <laughs> to a big enough number to uh convince them to give me one because i feel like that's what, kind of what the business has become
1: yeah.
2: unless you're unless you're like the new up-and-comer if you're a already they're not looking to like how oh, to build your career really they want to take somebody who has an existing audience that they can define whether it's 200,000 Twitter followers or a million Instagram followers or YouTube videos with several million views each. They want some metric
0: they can
2: look at and be like, okay, those people that watch this thing, they're going to watch our thing. So we have built-in ratings, which I get on a business level. So now I'm just like, well, all right, hopefully I can build my, my, my numbers up to, uh, to help, you know, help my case.
0: Yeah. That'd be awesome. If Razor the ever gets like, uh, billions of dollars popular or something you know you'll get a lot because we'll just retweet you all the time we'll just hand it
2: <laughs> thank you i appreciate it i'm rooting for you,
0: I'm rooting for you. <laughs> okay uh so we got uh, a couple more twitter questions um this is from bachelor fan 2002 xo okay <laughs> like who's a fan of a bachelor born in 2002 <laughs> anyways big fan. <laughs> hugs and kisses even i know but anyways that's what I'm saying. These Twitter names are just so bizarre. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who Who is the funniest Playboy model you ever interviewed?
2: Ooh, uh, funniest Playboy model I ever interviewed. Man, it's like there's there's so many people that we were had on that show. You know, we we worked with some models, and <laughs> there was a model named Rachel Love. She was um uh, uh Asian American model. All right. I think if you like Google Rachel Love Playboy, she'll come or, or Rachel Love Playboy Morning Show. And she was hilarious. I can't remember how funny she always was on the show.
0: Right.
2: Like like on air, but just like off camera. It's the very like really, really smart, really funny. And then um <laughs> I'm trying to think of like unintentionally, we had a uh...
0: God, these British. Whoa, twins. she's really pretty. Like, I just Googled her. Did you? Yeah.
2: Oh, okay, you found her, yeah.
0: She's gorgeous.
2: Oh, and then the how and then the how twins. Um, if you look at them up, the British twins, uh, dark hair, the How twins, Playboy, they were <laughs> unintentionally funny. I don't know, unintentionally, maybe intentionally. We, we never could figure out how aware they were of the act they put on, but they were like. Um, <laughs> there was to be a segment called like how to like how to build uh, or how to put a puzzle together or how to like you know construct IKEA furniture. And yeah. the comedy would just be in the fact that they just could not accomplish the, the simplest of tasks.
0: Yeah. Wow. I, I just, I just googled the How twins too. They look very familiar, but I don't know if do they've been on some reality you're shows. You're yeah, yeah, maybe reality. You're seeing double here. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> I'm seeing triple. All
0: right, we got, we got, <laughs> two, we got two more Twitter questions. If you don't mind, Dan, is it cool? Yeah, man. No, it's great. All right, this one is from. Underscore, capital L, E, capital V, (laughs) Oontz. Such a weird name. (laughs) Uh, Dan, when you did the Craig Ferguson show, did you get a good look at the famous snake mug? And if so, was it cool? What's that?
2: You know what? That was my first late night years ago, and I didn't get a look at really anything. That was the weirdest experience where I don't think any show does this anymore. But at that time, uh, <laughs> Greg, you, you would not do your stand-up set during his show. He would do a full show, you know, without the stand-up. Right. Then he would leave. Like, wow. he would take off and they would do whatever he's going to do. And then they would hold the audience over, and they whoa, would do, whoa. like, multiple sets sometimes. And then they would just throw them in a random future episode as if you were on that episode.
1: That's and really so, weird. Be challenging. It
2: was so weird. And the one I did, it's like, I'm already nervous enough doing my first late night yeah, set Yeah,
1: yeah. And then
2: it's like, I didn't know it was like this. <laughs> and uh, it was Milton Burl. I oh. want to say Milton Burl was like, the guy who's passed away, a guy who was very old, was the guest on the show I actually taped in front of their audience. And so the audience was very old. It was a very geriatric audience. <laughs> and I followed another comic who was better suited. To that audience. Wow. So, like, <laughs> Craig leaves this old audience who could care less about whatever stand they'd already seen the guy they came to see. And then uh, Jim Short, a funny Australian count, he goes on and murders. And then I went on and just ate it. Like, it was not, <laughs> oh, my. It was not a good Wow. Thing.
0: That's a funny story. Uh, wow. But what does the snake mug have to do with anything? What's the snake mug?
2: Uh,. I think, I think he, he. I didn't watch his show much, but he did have some weird little mug. He had really weird little gimmicky things. I think it was just something on his desk.
0: Oh, okay. He always had it. hardcore fans are about I don't know the mug. story. Yeah, yet. so
2: sorry, so sorry. It. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Twitter first I I did not get a look at his
0: snake mug. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I left. I left in a cloud of shame. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that was uh, I never returned. I think your story is a lot more interesting than a snake mug. I think mug. it's better. Yeah, history is <laughs> much more interesting. Like, yeah, I saw a snake mug. What's your point, anyways? Uh, people on Twitter. <laughs> All right, uh, last Twitter question. This is uh, from Paul Cathro at C A T H R O P. Dan, when you okay. worked on Duck Dynasty. Did you have nightmares about ducks or dudes with long beards? Oh,
2: you know, no. Uh, I had nightmares about having to continue to work in reality television. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: I had nightmares of being stuck in that for my career. No, that was a that was a weird thing. Where just like you know, it was, it was interesting to work on a show that was so popular, right? But I, but it wasn't a show that I was interested in watching. Yeah. So, so it was just surreal in that way, where it's like I could, I could. That one I always thought was funny when people were like, wait a minute, it's not totally real. And that's the one where I'm like, seriously, you think that guys who have four aisles of merchandise currently in Walmart, guys who are reported in numerous, you know, publications to to already have been millionaires. Yeah. Are going to still be sitting in an unair-conditioned warehouse in Weston Row, Louisiana, wow. whittling duck calls.
0: A little misleading. <laughs> like,
2: that is the most preposterous <laughs> premise. Like, of course, it's not real. It,
0: it's amazing how big that show is, though, because like, I don't, I don't find ducks that interesting, but it seems like everyone else well, does. Well, I mean, they
2: didn't really talk about that. It, it was more, you know, they had a good formula of uh, close-knit Christian family. Willie was generally funny. Sai uh, is a gen- genuinely funny character, and it was. And I think the um, the unsung heroes of that show were the editors.
1: Oh. There
2: was this one editor, Colin. I can't remember his last name, and another guy that were just really good at building comedy out of the edits. Oh, you know, taking cool. reaction shots out of context, adding the right music beds underneath, and uh, it's amazing how much that stuff can do. And, and it's the the style they created for that show uh they should have been paid much 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 more than they were because they made
0: that show yeah especially since like the, a couple of years ago they were on u.s weekly and stuff like that yeah that,
1: they, they, it was a
0: big deal yeah yeah it was a big deal they were huge man
2: they were, it
0: was a cultural phenomenon wow wow that's awesome well dan uh i know we got to go on your time well, and stuff you, but uh, yeah. uh what do you, where, yeah, well, can, where can the folks find you
2: you know, uh, find me at you know timesuckpodcast dot com
0: is uh, where you can Definitely. link to my tour stuff that and
2: uh, and find out about my stand up stuff. And then you know you, you can watch Don't Wake the Bear on Amazon Prime if uh, you can stream it. If you have that, and uh, yeah, and you can listen to the podcast anywhere. And then Pandora and Spotify have all my albums. You can stream for free. And, uh, yeah, I'm easy to find. I'm easy to
1: find. Uh, And if they're in Texas, they can see
0: you down at Hyenas. That's right. They
2: can see me at Hyenas this weekend in Fort Worth. (laughs) Actually.
0: Well, I I, I (laughs) just have one more question for you, if I can. Okay. Uh, Sure. You're doing uh, Irvine at the end of August. Um, Yeah. I I would like to go. And if I go, uh, can I get a picture with you?
2: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Find me. I'm, I'm always, after every single show, you know, I'm out front. Uh, I usually sell them CDs or something, or if I ran out of stuff to sell, I'm just thanking people for coming yeah. and uh, taking pictures. So Cause I'll be there
0: because you're one of my favorite comics, and you know, I I know from a comic it's kind of like weird ass, you know, but like
2: no, man, please do that. I, I would love to say hi. That would be very, yeah, absolutely. We look let's, forward let's to seeing it. you.
0: All right, thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate
1: the Dan, interview, buddy. This was fantastic. Uh, what an education What so generous and so oh, thank true. You.
0: Appreciate it.
2: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you, Alan. And, thank you. And thank you, Keith. And uh, you have a great week.
0: You too, right. my friend. Thank you so much, Stan. I really appreciate it again. Nice.
2: Thank you. Bye. Good night.
0: Good night. Bye. 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 Whoa. Wow. Dan Cummins, guys. That yes, was awesome. Indeed.
1: That was fantastic. I don't know what it is that's happening, but our podcast seems to be the most amazing comedy school on the planet. These guys are too much. I didn't. I didn't know what to do. He's teaching me so much as I'm listening to this. Yeah, I, I was. I, I, I was like, I was in
0: shock by about how much. Writing
1: uh, techniques and how he thinks, and then yeah, that was what awesome. On the
0: show, my God, that was. Um, he's so funny too, he, and he's hilarious. I mean, what? Um, what something's like beeping. Yeah, we got a little buzz
1: here.
0: Wait, are you beeping?
1: I, uh, I. There's a buzz over
0: here. It sounds like a. What, it's one of those conspiracy things. Wait, it's a I'm so so confused here. what is this
1: oh it's a little buzz here it's a a buzz can you hear hear me i hear a buzz i uh, I
0: don't know i hear a kind of a tone oh like a like a phone it's the fan there you go ah that's that's a fan i
1: I thought i thought it was one of those like conspiracies history conspiracies yeah aliens
0: (laughs) 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 all right guys well uh that's the show with Dan Cummings uh, you guys can follow him uh, subscribe to his podcast yes, it's called Time D. Suck it's so funny we listened to it we loved it and each episode there's so many jokes and stuff and
1: Dan, I think you Dan is you to learn
0: a lot oh Dan's the funniest guy he's incredible and uh, you could also follow Dan on uh, social media uh, Twitter Twitter uh, Facebook he's Dan Cummings at Comedy Cummings yeah, okay. Comedy in Which the
1: Amazon, he has a bear on Amazon. He's got another...
0: Uh, Don't Wake the Bear. Don't That's a stand-up him. special. Don't Wake the Bear special it's on Amazon. It's very fine. All right, guys, uh, I'm Keith Reza, Alan Lee. Do you, have, you told me not to ask you this, but do you have anything? You, you know what I
1: have going for me is uh, I'm going I'm to go to the library tomorrow, and uh, I'm going to check out a book on uh, listening and, and, and writing podcasts. And I'm going to check that out tomorrow and spend the whole day reading it and writing notes
0: that's Hacking. hack yeah
1: oh, that's a <laughs> hack job you, know, you didn't let me go with anywhere and there was a whole deal i was going to do and just like i was going to do like dan i was going to take it as far as it would go you know and say yeah we'll go to the library and then you know oh well see <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a lot of fun here oh yeah it was
0: awesome uh Dan Cummins. Thanks again, man. That, that was a great interview. We love you. I, I was so shocked by the Twitter handle of your names like that. I thought it was just I. I was amazed they were that long. Yeah, like just they
1: happen to be this batch.
0: Usually, yeah, it just I mean, depends. well, usually I ignore the Twitter questions, but yeah, yeah,
1: they were. They, I like the
0: questions. Oh no, the questions were good. Just yeah. the names were like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Like whatever happened to Alan Lee or Doctor Heckle? Doctor, I known. can understand Doctor Heckle. That's yeah, kind of cool. simple. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, but I mean, like, a but uh bachelor fan 2002 XO, that makes no sense.
1: Ba- are, they, are they a because fan they, of the you, show? And no. And then, then there's
0: two you, kisses, a kiss and a hug, XO. You, well, XO means hugs and kisses, yes, so according what to mean females. Yeah. But a uh, bachelor, so you're a, bach- you, so you're so a bachelor fan of the show. But if you're born in 2002, you're a little too young to be watching The Bachelor. Oh, little weird, right? Little
1: weird. Well, these are Twitter, Twitter. You know what are you gonna do? Yeah,
0: into? well, it doesn't it doesn't matter. No. I'm just saying. But so, uh, and
1: again, you know, our, we, we, should we thank our sponsor again?
0: Yeah, know. we're definitely yeah. gonna thank our sponsors again. But uh, before we do, uh, I think we should uh, add us on uh, Facebook and Twitter, Please do. Uh, iTunes, Please do. Uh, rate and subscribe the show. Raza Riffs, R E Z A space R I F T S. Rate and review us, guys. It's very important. You can like us on our, the Facebook, the fan page, like us. Yes. And we're also on Twitter, yes. at Razor, Riffs. At Razor Riffs. Uh Don't forget to follow Dan Cummins as well. And before we head out, we'd like to thank our sponsors again for helping us out with this episode and making this episode happen. Um, so we'll, we'll just thank them, and then we'll say goodnight, Alan Lee.
1: Surely. All right. that's, uh, that's LGF Museum of Natural History, right?
0: Yes. Rifters, that is. It's Uh, The LGF Museum of Natural History. So show them some love. If you go on to Facebook right now and like their like page at www.facebook.com-lgffoundation- or you could visit their website at www.lgffoundation.org. And together, if you donate some money to help build this museum, together we can build a museum of the future today and we'll see you there hopefully in the future. It's going to be a great a great museum.
1: I want to I want to go. You I want saw to you want to make a make a a, a, a schedule a, a time we're going to go down to Phoenix? Street. Why not? Yeah. We, we I can do love, that. I like Phoenix.
0: I do. It's hot. <laughs> with this with a maybe we could find a snake mug for that guy. Oh, thank you.
1: That's you know what? If you could find a snake <laughs> mug it would be Phoenix a rattlesnake mug.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't watch Craig Ferguson's show that much, but I didn't know a Snake um, Mug was worth a Twitter he
1: question. Might, we, he might be one of our guests coming in, Craig Ferguson.
0: Oh, you he, he can't say that. You never know. You never know. <sighs> shoot, you know, shoot for the stars. I'll <laughs> well, be like, hey, Craig, uh, by the way, can you bring your Snake Mug? <laughs>
1: That would, you know, that'd be funny. That'd be one that'd be like historical.
0: Yeah. All right, guys, thank you guys so much. Like yeah. us on Facebook, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Got it. And also, another shout out to our sponsors, um, the National History Museum, LGF. Uh, you could go onto their Facebook at www.facebook.com, LGF Foundation, or visit their website at www.lgffoundation.org. And together, if you donate, we can build a museum of the future today. I'm Keith Reza, and see you guys next week. And I'm Alan Lee, the one and only. The one and only.
1: You're listening to Reza Riffs with Keith Reza and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, Rain Review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Reza Riffs. I am also on stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash KeithRaza.